Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We're your hosts, Daniel Bonnie Hoover. Hey, guys. I'm the Daniel Park. And that would make me Bonnie. Yes, and this is our last of three episodes talking about all of our favorite sub- subjects sex so if you missed the last two episodes stop this one and go back and listen to those two and then you can pick up this one so god talked about um the design for or we talked about god's design for the sexual relationship and in that everything that god designs for good the enemy has a plan to corrupt it and pervert it mm-hmm. and um and that's what he's done here and then uh, we talked about some things uh, in the last podcast, that we need to guard against that will help safeguard our relationship with our spouse. Yep. And and God has created us with, um, it's kind of cool, he actually has created us with sexual needs and desires. And, yes, he um, has. And he's designed us um, to be able to fulfill that in one way, and it's through our spouse. Um, so no matter what the world or, or even our emotions are telling us, God's got a purpose for sex, and it's um, it's best enjoyed in the way He designed it, and that's in the confines of the covenant relationship of marriage. And yeah, and the world people. doesn't think that's a great idea, do they? That's not no. a very popular idea, um, because the way the enemy has taken sex and distorted it and disrupted God's perfect plan for it is He's made it. Uh, well, a lot like he's made everything else very selfish. Mm-hmm. It's about me. It's about getting my needs met. I've had people in counseling relationships. Well, how do I get my needs met? Mm-hmm. And it's a very selfish, need-driven thing. Thus, yeah. you know, the pornography industry and all that. And that's the way the enemy has taken it and distorted it. Uh, there's some great resources out there for Christian couples to improve your sexual intimacy. And you want to have resources. You don't want to dive into the resources that leads to pornography or uh, things like that. Yeah. But there are some great resources for Christian couples. And one of the best books that we've read is called Real Marriage, The Truth About Sex, Friendship, and Life Together. And we talked about that in our first podcast, that yeah. that the sexual relationship comes out of a friendship in yeah. marriage, and that's so important and vital. But this book, uh, Real Marriage, is by Mark and Grace Driscoll. And um, we want It's very candid. It's a great, great book to read. And it they're, is they're honest candid. about. I think you blushed a little bit when you read it. <laughs> but it was, it's given some great resources. In fact, so much so that uh, we want to go ahead and give credit. A lot of what we're going to talk about, if not the whole thing today, is kind of straight out of that book. And it's, uh, but it's very helpful. And, um, You know, it it is interesting. We said that the enemy wants to pervert something. And so much to the point that people think it's weird that you would bring God in up in the same conversation with Mm -hmm. sex. And that it's like, okay, it's almost something that you're supposed to hide from God. Well, and that's back to what the enemy's done. He's separated it out. And the world has separated that out. That it's not even, it's dirty and it's filthy and it's right. not even something God even likes. And but God wouldn't want you to enjoy that's that. farthest from the truth. And right. um, I remember when we were engaged um, in our premarital, uh, the pastor that married us, who was a friend of ours, gave us a book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was called Intended for Pleasure. Oh, yeah. And I was really excited about reading the book until I looked at the picture of the couple on the back that wrote it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> But um, awesome. it was a great book. 
But um, and he told you, he said, Bonnie, read this now. Daniel, read this uh, in the car on the way to the honeymoon. <laughs> you don't need <laughs> yeah. to read it ahead of time. Yeah. But it, it, it was really good as a young couple that gave us an understanding of God did create this for pleasure. Yeah. You know, he wants us to enjoy that, but we feel like we have to somehow hide that or because of the perversion of it. But God's saying, no, this is something that he thought of. It was his idea. And so he, it's his best design. Um, And like you said, people make it, it's all about me. It's something Mm -hmm. selfish. And so it's like, you know, I mean, that's why people don't wait. It's all about themselves and Today we're going to be talking about how our sexual, God has given us sexual desires and how those are best fulfilled. So you're going to want to stick around and hear the rest of this. All right, well, today we're finishing up our conversation about sex. We want to start by reading a passage of scripture that you might find interesting. And it comes out of the book of 1 Corinthians, it's chapter 7, and it's verses 3 through 5. So 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 5 says this, and you probably have read this before. You may have even had it in, in your uh, wedding vows or in your ceremony. But I don't know. Maybe not this one. Maybe not this <laughs> one. Yeah. It says this. It says, oh, yes, this is true. This is not the one. <laughs> That's <laughs> Ephesians. But this one says this. It says, husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. Maybe this one should be in the, <laughs> in the vows. Maybe. It wouldn't be uncomfortable at all with your parents sitting on the front row. No. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. And the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. We could just stop right there. <laughs> I mean, because that right there takes the selfishness out of it. Yeah. It says that you're created for me, I'm created for you, Mm -hmm. not me for me and you for you. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on and says, the wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives authority of his body over to his wife. I think the wife gets the short end of the stick there. (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Dude, did not. I got to recover from that one. Do not deprive <laughs> each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to retain from sexual intimacy for a limited time refrain. so you can get, huh? Refrain. What did I say? Retain. Re- did I say retain? You did. Right, I'm going to start this whole thing over <laughs> again. We're getting, we're getting way sidetracked. Do not deprive each other from sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual in- intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterwards, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. There's a lot in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we want to take a few minutes to just kind of talk through that because there's so much in just those few verses about this sexual relationship that God's created. And um, the first one, and I think I want to mention this one because I think there's this um, misunderstanding that that men are the only ones who have sexual needs. And God addresses this here. Um, It says the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. And the husband should fulfill her husband. The wife should fulfill her husband's. And it doesn't say they're the same. No. That doesn't give that understanding. But it does say that that women also have sexual needs. Um, and I think that's been kind of a misunderstanding. People think, oh, it's just the husband who has those. But God did create both men and women, and maybe they're, they're different, but but we both have sexual or needs. They, or they get there in different ways. Yeah, yeah. 
but those should be fulfilled. Um, you know, those, there are needs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing to say. But then the second part of that is that it's our job to fulfill that for our spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are, that, the enemy has perverted this and there's all kinds of ideas about it being just a selfish thing, but God has given us the opportunity to serve our spouse. And Mm -hmm. that's really the only way in a holy way that that need is fulfilled is through our spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just go ahead and say that, that the husband should fulfill his wife's needs and the, and the wife should fulfill her husband's. Um, And then the next part of that says the wife gives authority over of her body to her husband and the husband gives authority to his wife. And does that mean like you can tell me not to eat that donut? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be you, bad. I think no. 12 is plenty, Daniel. Yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think you, <laughs> husband, don't tell your wife, I think you've had enough. Yeah, that's, that's not the kind of authority not, we're, no, we're talking about. No, but what I, I think is important there is the word gives. Mm. That it's a gift that we give to each other. It's not something that's to be taken. No. And it's not something that's to be, um, or demanded, or it's not something to be withheld. Mm-hmm. It's um, and there's it's an, a gift. And I think we we have an umbrella here called trust. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a mutual trust that has to happen in this. And and listen, I know that everybody's in different situations. And and going back to when it says, you know, that the wife has sexual needs, the husband has sexual needs. There's some people that have have had their needs ripped from them mm. or had their their needs um in a in a horrific taken si- yes taken from them or manipulated and um and that's that's a, a really tough situation um but aside from that there's this there's this understanding that there's this trust here and that when I exercise authority over your body or you give me authority over your body there's this trust here that I have your best interests in, mm-hmm. in mind, even more so than you would over your body, that yeah. I want to take care of yeah. that and I want to nourish that and I want to help, you know, meet those needs that right. you have. Yeah. And right. so I think trust is a huge understanding here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear such a misuse of this in conversations that it hurts it hurts my heart to hear that you know you'll you'll hear a husband casually say or even in in TV movies well I'm gonna get some or or well, her it goes say, back to that selfishness yeah and or a wife saying well you, well if you don't do this you're not getting any you know whatever mm-hmm. and that's that abuse of okay it's a manipulation tool it's mm-hmm. it's saying that um I'm not going to fulfill your needs if you don't do what I want you to do, mm-hmm. or I'm going to take and and fulfill my own needs. Mm-hmm. Both ways, it's very selfish and it's very manipulative and outside of the boundaries of what God has designed that relationship for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and yeah. women, you know, getting back to the 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 way those needs get fulfilled, um, and this isn't this isn't a hundred percent across the board. But most of the time, I mean, listen, uh, a, a man can get his sexual needs fulfilled at zero to 60 in 0.1 <laughs> millisecond, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just, for most men, not across the board, but for most men, you can say the word sex and they're turned on. For women, it, listen, if a, women's, if a woman's not getting her, meet, her needs met on a daily basis, not just sexual, mm-hmm. 
but with the kids around the house, a man that's going to earn an income, a man that's going to treat her, her fairly her. and take care of her, then she ain't interested in having sex with that guy. Right. You know, no, no, uh, no woman wants to have sex with a, a guy that acts like a 12 year old kid and yeah. plays video games all day and lacks responsibility. And so there's very different, there's differences in the way men and women uh, respond or need to be, you know, built up. That's like, and I think we've said before, foreplay starts when you get out of the bed, men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At the way you handle the kids in the morning or the way you accept responsibility, the way you treat your wife or you, you know, treating her in such a way that she's going to, yeah. you know, be turned on. And that goes back to our, our first um, episode. We talked about this mm-hmm. and um, just God's design, the way he designed us differently and to have those needs met and the way that we were even physically designed, mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand. But um, today we really want to kind of focus on because God has given this as a gift to us. If we're not careful, though, we can be very selfish mm-hmm. and we want to avoid being selfish in the way that we have those needs met. And so because that's the way the enemy perverted it. Yes. To, to be very Everything about the enemy's perversion of sex has to do with selfishness. Mm. It really yeah. does. I mean, when you get down to whether it's um, pornography or masturbation or the sex slave industry or the way spouses manipulate each other to get sex, it has to do with selfishness. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some ways that we can be, potentially, we can be selfish lovers to each other, that mm-hmm. we are not um, serving each other, and just what are some of those ways that we are selfish? And um, they, they kind of fall under different categories, and the first one is the, the rarely having sex, that we're selfish when we rarely have sex. Now, there are a lot mm-hmm. of reasons mm-hmm. that we choose to rarely have sex, um, and some of those we want to talk about, um, one is maybe you're in a difficult season. Yeah, difficult seasons are that's a, that's to be understood. Yes, and um, and so it says you only stop having sex for a short season while you're in prayer. Well, during these difficult seasons, you're probably in a yeah. lot of prayer. You know that might include pregnancy, illness, a new baby in the house, mm-hmm. um, injuries. Um, you know, just make sure that when you're in these difficult seasons, um, goodness, it could even include depression. Yeah. You know, right now coming through COVID, there's a lot of anxiety and depression. But the the main thing to make sure is when you're in these difficult seasons that you're both on the same page, you're communicating, and that it's a mutual consent to take a break. Yeah. And then and then that's another reminder. If we're going to take a break from sex or we're not having sex because of a difficult season, then we need to be entering into seasons of prayer mm-hmm. and deep prayer through that. And that might be a good, a, you know, little accountability that we need to get on our knees. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about how um, that God did create um, sex to be that intimate joining together of your hearts. And prayer is another thing that binds your hearts together. So if you are abstaining from mm-hmm. sex, maybe you need to be praying together. Yeah. And that, that mm-hmm. continues to keep your emotional connection happening when you are you know, when you are abstaining. Yeah. And here's another reason you're rarely having sex. And I think this could go along with difficult seasons, but fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, fatigue, babies, toddlers, job demands, um, lack of sleep, um, you know, just saps your energy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Well, and that's <laughs> it's like when you've got uh, toddlers in the house, the last, and they're pulling on you all day, mm-hmm. and, and 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 hold me, mommy, do this, or you're you know nursing if you got mm-hmm. a baby and you're up half the night, you are exhausted, and the last thing you have that you want is somebody else pulling on you mm-hmm. and wanting your attention and physically touching you. I had I heard a lady say one time when my children got you know when they were coming out of the nursing stage when I'd finished nursing my last one. I told my husband, I want a dress that buttons all the way up the back that nobody can get into, <laughs> that nobody can touch me. I just want, with no access to any part of me that oh, I so can't, funny. you know. She said, I'm tired of being touched. I'm tired of being pulled on mm-hmm. and dragged on. And I feel like my body has just been used and abused for mm-hmm. such a long time with children mm-hmm. that I just need a break from being touched. Okay, so let's go back to the wife gives the authority of her body over to the husband. Mm-hmm. Husband, that's a great opportunity for us to see the need of our wife and what would be a great way to... to exercise authority over her body then Mm. massages baths giving her a break from the kids that kind of thing and she might be more apt to having sex with you that's right she might have more energy (laughs) yeah but men go through those seasons too where they're just exhausted for whatever you know with with their job or um just different demands in life can make you both tired. And that's Mm -hmm. a real thing. And as, as you get older there, you can have more fatigue and things Mm -hmm. happen. So, um, but that's a, that's another reason, but there, that's not necessarily a bad thing when you're going through those things, as long as it's just a season and you're both understanding of it. Yeah. As long as it doesn't last for um, years on end, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Here's another thing is um, boredom. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, listen, you only got so many moves. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go back to the playbook and come up with a new offense, you know. And um, because her defense is getting pretty good, so you could just get bored. And we like to say, God, God gave you multiple rooms in your house. Use them. That bedroom doesn't have to be the only room. Yeah. Now, make sure the kids are gone. Well, yeah, but there's also the the fact that you know. Sometimes you you get used to doing the same thing the same way. It's like okay, you're just tired of it, mm-hmm. and so it's like ah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But try to just take some risks. Get you no, know, you can get arrested in public, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, but be just careful then. Take some risks to change things up and yeah. make it more exciting. Yeah, and if one person always initiates, listen, I'm saying it. The other person initiate. Yeah. Come up with you know do some fun things and. Yeah. Um, that and just is that between the two of you. Yes, between the Only. two of you. Never bring a third party, which means uh, a, a, either whether a person or pornography, yeah. into your bedroom. Right. Um, but uh, a humble servant does research that's that's not pornography to find some ways to take some risks and get out of that rut and yeah. increase. Hey, listen, we call this the marriage adventure. Be adventurous mm-hmm. with it. You yeah. know, don't get injured. No. <laughs> well, another thing that we can um, that that. Sometimes we only, you know, it's we don't have sex very often is because we only have sex when we both feel like it at the same time. Mm. Um, servant lovers are willing to give of themselves even when they don't feel like it. I mean, if, if, mm-hmm. if you both wait until you're both ready, it may not happen. Somebody's got to yeah. make the first move and, and then some and you've got to be willing to respond to that. It's like when we were first married, Bonnie. I mean, I, I'd say hey, you always love it when we're in when we get into it. <laughs> You just gotta, just gotta get into it, and that's very true. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then there's another reason that um, we don't have sex often, as is would be sometimes people have a lack of pleasure. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there are physical, there could be something physically wrong. I'll say this, God intended this to be pleasurable. Well, and that, that goes back to when we were first married, you did have something physically wrong that yeah. you went to the doctor and found out and, and it was fine. Yeah. yeah, but you need to talk to your doctor about that. You need to, because God did create that to be pleasurable and there might be a medical reason. Um, one of those we found out was just birth control pills was, mm-hmm. I mean, it, they're designed to, um, to prevent pregnancy, but one of the ways you prevent pregnancy is preventing desire. <laughs> preventing desire. So um, that's a real thing. Um, and Man, it, when you came off those, it was like, oh, it was oh my goodness, the last eight years yeah, makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, it really changed, and we didn't realize that that was what was going on because it, it changes you physically, and the hormones mm-hmm. will do some really different things, and it can um, prevent pleasure. Yeah. So Another thing, lack of pleasure is, you know, going back to that boredom, Man, listen, God created your bodies with buttons. Learn where they are and learn how to push them. Yeah. You know, and then and then when you are when your husband or your wife happens upon something that's that's uncomfortable, you can kind of nope. lovingly say nope. mm. or if it's something that's great, let them make know. some great little noises and that just, you know, encourages them on. You don't have to have the awkward conversation, what do you like, what do you don't like? Right. When you're in the moment, make the appropriate you know, you don't want to be so negative that it stops the flow of what right. you're doing, like, uh-uh. but you can kind of make a, a little, you know, noise or Indicators. something. That incur- ind- there you go. Indicators. And, and I'll say this too, that a lot of times with women, part of the lack of pleasure comes from n- there not being enough time taken mm-hmm. on the front end to allow her to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so men slow down. Just slow down and... Yeah, we always say in, in workshops and everything, now this is aside from the quickies. Sometimes you just have a yeah. passionate quickie and there's nothing better than that. But there's nothing better also than long drawn out times. And guys, we say, men, whatever you're doing, slow it down to half speed. Mm-hmm. Um, every inch is a mile. And yeah. that's the way you need to approach that. And I think your lady will thank you for that. Yep. And well, and women also need to engage more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and allow, you know, to b- become part of that, not just say, okay, let's get this over with. Yeah, my you body's know. here to be serviced. No, no, it, you know, it, it goes both ways. So, so those are kind of the, we're selfish in rarely having sex. And then another category would be that we are selfish when we commit sexual sabotage. And here's some ways that we can that happens. commit sexual sabotage. Um, one is we just let ourselves go and become completely undesirable that we might be intentionally repelling our spouse. I've heard women say, you know, I'm just, I don't shake my legs anymore. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Mm. I mean, just intentionally letting yourself. Well, keep some warm in the winter probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they just, it's like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to take care of myself and maybe he'll leave me alone. That's committing sexual sabotage and it's very selfish. It's a very selfish yeah. thing. Yeah. And guys, that goes for you too, man. I mean, Listen, there's a lot more. I've just noticed there's a lot more attractive women walking around than men. <laughs> What's up? God did not give you women good eyes, I think, sometimes. Uh, but your uh, your standards are <laughs> have to be a lot less. But guys, in the same way, man, a lot of our wives do such a good job and try so hard to keep themselves up and to, and to you know, whether it's stay fit or... And listen, we're not asking anybody to look like some fake magazine cover. That's not realistic, and I don't think that's even (laughs) godly. But men, man, we've got to take some pride in ourselves, you know, and keep ourselves up and um, for our wives. 
That's much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Another way that we can commit sexual sabotage is, you know, you you realize that 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 time's coming and your husband or your wife's interested and then you just pick a fight. Mm -hmm. Um, About about anything and everything, just hoping to get out of sex. Yep. yep. Just pick a fight. Um, Another thing that creates sexual sabotage, and you probably don't even realize it, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, is going to bed at separate times. Is, you know, one person staying awake, one person going to bed, and, uh, well, I got, I got work to do. I got to do this. And, um, and we've said this before. There's nothing really good that happens when a guy stays up late in front of a computer. There's just mm-hmm. too much temptation there. Yeah. And it's just not worth it. But it, it, I don't know if it's even as much sexual sabotage as you just don't realize what it can do for your marriage when you go to bed at the same time. Yeah. And so that's like we've said this many times. That's one of the greatest things we've ever done. Mm-hmm. It just creates an opportunity it creates space to connect, you know, to on, connect on whatever level. Yes, for pillow talk or mental, emotional, physical. Button up the day or emotionally meeting. Yes, meeting each other's needs, which leads to that's an aphrodisiac. It yeah. leads to sex. Yeah. So going to bed at separate times is another way. Here's another way: sharing your your beds with children and pets. Mm-hmm. Now this is a hot button issue, and this isn't a parenting podcast, so we're not going to get into the benefits or whatever of either way. But it's, I will say this, it's very hard to have consistent sex when you've got kids in the bed and it's, yep. and it's frowned upon. Yeah. So, or, and pets, man, pets just weird. they just look at you. It's <laughs> like they know what you're doing. I am glad pets can't talk. Right. Because <laughs> right. they, they probably embarrass us. Yep. But I mean, get the kids out of the bed. You have bedrooms for them. Get them in their bedrooms. And man, when you're ready to get busy, get the, get the pets out of there too. Yep. I mean, you yep. can bring the beds back if you want, but Anyway, sharing your your beds with children and pets, again, it just steals that opportunity. And sometimes people intentionally do it so they don't have to have sex, which is sabotage. And then here's another one that's probably one of the most difficult that sabotages your your intimacy is share as having separate bedrooms altogether Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i have heard the you know that people say well he snores i can't sleep or you know or i'm a night owl and Mm -hmm. so i stay up later than he does and so he needs to get and so we just sleep in separate bedrooms mm. sleep and sex are two different things i mean if you got it listen if you've got to if there's a snoring issue and and it's keeping you awake. And listen, I get it. It's a very real thing. Go see your medical professional. Go see a doctor about it. And, and you probably have. But, man, have sex. Then go to the, the separate bedroom yeah. if you have to. I mean, it's always best. Yeah. It's always best to, to, to sleep in the same bed. But if you have to, don't let that deter you yeah. from having sex. Go to bed at the same time, meaning hang out in the bed together yeah. at night. And then if you have to s- when you have to slip out and go sleep in another room, fine. Yes. But don't make it a habit of... It, yeah. And I hope apart. you're seeing how sex and quality time and connecting are all connected. Yeah. So it's not just sex. It's spending time together. It's talking. It's connecting on a heart level, on a spiritual level, an emotional level. And sex, and that's all in... It's all together. And it all works off of each other. So... So we've talked about um, sabotage and rarely, and, having sex. and rarely having sex. And here's the third thing. A lot of times we manipulate our spouse and that's when sex is selfish Yeah, is when we manipulate our spouse. There, there are different ways we do that. There's making our spouse earn it. 
Mm. I mean, is that that's common as controlling our spouse with sex and that's not God honoring. It's like, well, you know what? If, uh, if you don't do this, then you're not getting any, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you don't, I I have heard people say, well, I I gotta go home from this girl's night. I'm going to go, you know, make it worth my husband's while so that I can come out again. I'm like, Okay. That really? that was the deal. Yeah. If you let me go, well, I'll have sex with you when you get back. Uh-huh. Now there's some flirtatious. We'll do this a lot. We'll just kind of flirt, and you'll I'll like I'll make it worth your while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We'd make it worth our while anyway. Right. But there's there's that fun flirty kind of stuff. But this is really true. Or have, making them earn it. Yeah. And and it, and it really degrades the other person. Yeah. I mean, as a man, it would be emasculating to me. Mm-hmm. To know that she really doesn't want me. She really would rather that. Yeah, she would rather have the chores done and she's just going to pay me with that. Listen, I should just leave some cash on the dresser then. I mean, it really really takes it down to the point of prostitution. Yeah, it does. And that's not God's design for the marriage relationship at all. And too often that's, you know, it's killing people's intimacy. Um, not just their physical intimacy, but their emotional and connection. trust. Yes, trust yes. in that relationship. Yep, it, it pits you on. It's now it's a contractual mm-hmm. thing. It's a business. Yeah, and um, it's just getting my physical needs met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sad. Yep, and then the the last way and the other way we manipulate our spouse is um, by rarely initiating sex. Mm-hmm. That can mess with somebody's head, especially when you know. That the other person's sex drive de- demands that are, are, are is is higher uh-huh. than yours, um, or rarely initiating sex, or one person always having to initiate mm-hmm. it. That's not fair. Yeah, you know. Well, it kind of messes with a person's head. It makes them feel neglected. It makes them feel unwanted. It, you know, especially if they're if their love language and we've talked about love languages way back, like episode two. Yeah. Um. That that they can feel neglected if their love language is physical touch and they just don't feel loved. And, um, we can manipulate our spouse by, by not ever initiating. It makes them feel like, okay, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And And eventually they'll just give up initiating as well. So those are, those are just some, some reasons and ways that selfishness seeps and creeps into our marriage relationship it's one of those little foxes that we talked about a few episodes ago that come in and spoil the vineyard Mm -hmm. and the sexual relationship is so vital for the entire marriage relationship like we said you can't separate the sexual from the emotional and the mental and the spiritual it's all tied together but that's what the enemy has done he has taken that as a separate thing separated it from the person, separated it from the relationship with each other and with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's made it this this separate thing that you can buy and sell and trade and because it's there just to meet your needs. Well, and anybody who has experienced, who has crossed the boundaries before marriage or who has been involved in something that was painful to them emotionally, you, they know you can't separate the two. The physical mm-hmm. and the emotional. They know the emotional hurt that is caused. And then sometimes there are people that take years to unpack that and deal with what happened to them as a child yeah. or what they gave away in their youth and that they wish they had saved for their spouse. Because God has given us this amazing gift. He designed it to be between a husband and wife, just between them, 
for, for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, any time that is outside of that or we, we're selfish in that and we're um, – that we withhold it or we it's, it's been abused, it can be painful. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and Scripture says that any other sin that's committed is, is outside of the body, but the sexual sin affects you so deeply because it's you can't separate it from your body. Yeah. And so God has a great design for sex and intimacy in marriage. It was his idea. He was loving and he was kind in that and making it pleasurable and making it a gift to give to your spouse. And there's so much more we could talk about, but I think after three weeks we need to kind of be done with this for a good long time. <laughs> um, but if there's if there are questions that you have, um, feel free to email us at info at themarriageadventure.com if you've got questions or things you'd like to hear us address. We probably won't be talking about this topic for a good long time, but, you know, there are also podcasts out there that, that spend every really specialize week in specializing this. in this. And so that's why we have not devoted much more time into talking about this on our podcast. But mm-hmm. but research that and find godly resources if this is something, an area that you need yeah. more help in. So so for a next step for this week is don't separate it. Don't yeah. just, you know, don't just make sex about sex. So here's your homework. Man, go have fun with your spouse. Yeah. Go con- and then connect with your spouse on, on a mental level and then go connect with yourself as your, your spouse on a, on a physical level yeah. and go have sex. Yep. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.